Welcome to On Mission, the teaching ministry of the Mission Church in Urbandale, Iowa. We exist to love God by loving others, leading them to become fully functioning followers of Jesus Christ. Today we conclude Mike's message on Luke. And then as we come to verses 57 through 59, we see that they failed to discern the threat that was coming down upon them. To help them understand that threat, Jesus drew a picture, a verbal picture. He talked about a man who had gone afoul with the law and was under investigation of the local magistrate. It would seem, based on Jesus' words, that this, this man had, uh, had done something relating to financial debt, and this was what he was being investigated for. And what we know about the legal system in that day was this, that if the magistrate found enough evidence of guilt... Uh, he would turn the accused over to the judge. And if the judge found the accused guilty, then he would hand the offender over to the officer of the prison. And the officer of the prison then would be tasked with keeping that person chained in bondage up until they had paid the last cent of their debt. Now what was Jesus' point in talking about this? His point was this, that a discerning person would confess their guilt right up front to the magistrate. Instead of waiting to go to the judge, instead of taking a risk there in the court, a discerning person would, 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 would confess their guilt and would seek to work out a means of restitution with the magistrate rather than feigning innocence and going before the judge where the verdict would be final and irreversible. And in this, Jesus was really painting a picture of all humanity, wasn't he? Because we all owe a debt. It's called sin. And when it comes to our debt, we have two options. We can seek to acknowledge our debt, the reality of it, and seek forgiveness now. Or we can wait and stand before the judge and plead our innocence. Now, based upon the revelation that we have today in God's word, we know the following points to be true about this issue. Point number one, we are all guilty. There is no question. If we confess our guilt, if we come asking for mercy from the one who paid our debt, not only will our debt be wiped away, but we will become, now this is is really the weird part, we will become the dearly loved sons and daughters of the judge. Wow. But, if we live our lives denying our guilt, if we live our lives ignoring our guilt or trying to cover it up, if we do anything other than confess it and receive the grace that's been provided, then at the end of the time, we will be found guilty. We will be cast into the eternal prison of hell. And scripture tells us that we will never get out because we alone can never pay the debt. And so, what is a sinner to do? Well, a sinner then needs to run to the transforming grace of God. That is our only refuge, our only answer. Let me break that down for you just a minute using the outline that I have chosen for today. 
and just review the points again. First of all, judgment is coming. Jesus made that clear. And so does the writer of Hebrews. In chapter 9, verse 27, it says, It is appointed for men to die once, and after this, the judgment. Strife is present. Our sin puts us at odds with God, and ultimately, it also puts us at odds with each other. But our being at odds with God is the most important strife to deal with. But Romans chapter 8, verses 7 and 8 talks about this strife. Notice what Paul says. He says, For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. And so there is this thing of the present strife that exists between us and God. And that is why the judgment is ultimately coming. And I talked about how discernment is lacking. And if you look around the world, you look in your own neighborhood or in your own friend group, you will find discernment is lacking. But the good news is this. Despite the fact that discernment is lacking, light is available. And I want to talk to you about that. The Apostle John, who was one of Jesus' inner circle as one of his disciples, he wrote a gospel. And in that gospel, he spoke specifically about the Messiah, Jesus, God's Son. And this is what John, inspired by the Holy Spirit, had to say about him in chapter 1, verses 4 and 5 of his gospel. He writes, in him, that is in Jesus, was life. And the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And that's good news. And that brings me to truth point number three, which tells us that Jesus was sent by the Father to be the light to the world. He was sent to be an acceptable sacrifice for sin. And he was sent to rise from the dead to bring new eternal life to those who will embrace him as Savior and Lord. Yes, discernment is lacking, but light is shining. And if we are willing to open our eyes and open our ears and open our heart to the light that is coming through the message of the gospel, we can find transforming grace. So how does transforming grace, the grace that brings salvation, come into a person's life? Well, the Apostle Paul writes about this in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 13. Let's look at it carefully. He says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord... And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. For with the heart, one believes and is justified. That word means, justified means to be made right with God. And with the mouth, one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says, everyone who believes in him, that is Jesus, will not be put to shame. 
For there is no distinction between the Jew and the Greek, or between the Jew and the Gentile, the non-Jew. For the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches, notice this, on all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. By Christ Jesus, the opportunity to have one's sins forgiven, the opportunity to wear the righteousness of God as our clothing, the opportunity to be adopted into his family and to enjoy his presence forever, that opportunity, because of Jesus, is available right now to you. The religious elite and the general masses of Israel did not seize that opportunity. Nor did they miss it because it was right there in their face. He stood before them and he gave them every evidence of who he was. And at the end of the day, they said, in mass, not interested. Opportunity was knocking and they wasted it. But through this message today, opportunity is before you. And I want you to know this. I want you to know that you cannot miss this opportunity. And why do I say that with such assurance? I say it because it's right now in your face. You can't miss it because it's right here. So that leaves you with two options. You're either going to seize the opportunity by faith, or you're going to waste it in unbelief. I want to invite you today to seize it. I want to invite you today to open your heart to God by receiving his son Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord. And I realize that when you tune in and you listen to a message like this, and you hear these things, conviction may rise in your heart, but so too do a lot of questions. And if you're not careful, you'll allow those questions to distract you from the reality of what you need to deal with. And the longer those questions go unanswered, the longer or the, or the, the greater the, the possibility that you will waste the opportunity that's in front of you. And so I ask you this question, can we talk about this? Would you be willing to share your questions? You could text them to me. You could email them to me. You could call me. We could make an appointment to get together. My contact information is on the screen right now. My email address is mrose at the mission dsm.org, and my personal cell number is 515-664-2460. I pray that you will reach out, that you will connect that you will get your questions answered by the reality and the revelation that is provided in the Word of God. Now, before I close, I want to talk to the many Christians who are watching right now. I want you to realize that this message today is not without application to you. Yes, I know that by God's grace, you have already seized the opportunity to be saved to have right standing with God, and I praise God and I rejoice with you over that. But understand that there are many other spiritual opportunities that God gives besides just being saved. And my question to you is this, what are you doing with those opportunities? 
again, you can seize them. You can take advantage of them. You can recognize them and begin to walk in them and begin to experience the great things God has for you as you walk in them. You can miss them. You can be so distracted and so have your attention so focused elsewhere that you don't even recognize those other opportunities that the Lord is bringing before you or you find yourself recognizing them after they've already passed. And so you miss out. Or you can waste the opportunity. Meaning this, that you see it, you recognize it, but for whatever reason, you choose to let it pass you by. I want to remind you that it is a blessing to seize an opportunity. It is unfortunate to miss one, but it is a crime to waste divine opportunities that are brought before us. And so the last things I say to you in this message are these. Do not waste divine opportunities. They are gifts from God. They are blessings from Him. And they can further transform your life if you open your heart and walk by faith in them. This is On Mission. The Mission Church is located at 12001 Ridgemont Drive in Urbandale. To learn more about our ministry, visit our website at themissiondsm.org or call us at 515-255-2122. We gather for worship each Sunday at 10 a.m. We would be honored for you to join us. Have a blessed day, and thank you for listening to On Mission. On Mission.